0: Hello there you curious, curious fan you. You could be someone who's never watched wrestling before, you could be a very lapsed fan, or you could be someone like me, desperate to find people to watch the biggest wrestling show of the year with. Well, look no further, this is How To Wrestling and this is your primer episode to help explain Wrestlemania 34, why it's happening, who the characters are, what the stories are, your guide to hopefully having a good time. How to Wrestling is a podcast introducing wrestling to the world at large and new fans and lapsed fans alike. My name is Kevin and I'm joined always in this journey through all of wrestling by my better half and new fan, Joe.
1: Hello, I'm Joe.
0: So Joe, WrestleMania, what is this event that seems to be trending worldwide and people are talking about non-stop on the social media, what is WrestleMania?
1: WrestleMania is the biggest wrestling show hosted by WWE, in the year. Now, WWE is the biggest wrestling promotion in the West. Mm-hmm. And WrestleMania is, is some would consider it, it's the season finale of wrestling.
0: Okay, so it's, it's kind of like it's the, uh, the, the biggest show of the year, the granddaddy of them all, some would say.
1: All the storylines leading up throughout the year would be, in theory come to their natural conclusion at Wrestlemania
0: so it's always a big show in a very big arena much bigger than any other it's watched more live obviously around the world and it's watched more in person the biggest arena of any show of the year would you say it's a good time to latch on if you're a new fan and have a bit of a watch
1: it's definitely a good time to watch if you've got some friends with you who you can ask questions of, who can sort of give you a bit of a guide as to who people are. Now, hopefully we're going to be filling this slot today. So if you haven't got that support group, that's fine and we will be your friends. But if you can watch WrestleMania with with pals, it's always a good laugh make sure you bring plenty of snacks and you get some rest beforehand because it's a long one.
0: WrestleMania this year will be starting in UK time at 10pm. On the East Coast in America it will be starting at 5pm and on the West Coast it will be starting at 2pm. So you're either talking about a long afternoon slug or in the case of the UK a bit of a graveyard shift. So if you've never stayed up and watched wrestling before and you're someone in their late 20s or early 30s thinking yeah, I've been to some concerts in my time. I've been past midnight. Honestly, Nothing will prepare you for the emotional investment that you will need to stay up all through the night. So I would suggest if you've never watched a wrestling show live before... Two things will be your friend. A nice hearty afternoon nap mm. and a nice nutritious dinner full of slow-release carbohydrates. Now,
1: it's interesting that you mentioned the dinner, Kevin, because that's an important one with WrestleMania because you don't want to eat too heavily and then inevitably have to
0: sleep. No, that's a bad idea. That's the
1: mistake I made, I think, last year where we ordered, like, loads of pizza and then <laughs> I got way too sleepy, watched, like, the first match and I think I had to have a bit of a, of a mid-show nap.
0: Very, very often happens, even with long. Life- time season fans i remember resume 18 turning around to other and saying fuck it i don't care and i went to bed thankfully that year the main event was rubbish so it was okay but you don't want to be dropping out in case something spectacular happens in the finale
1: no you'll need either coffee Mm. or energy drinks or if you don't partake in caffeine lots and lots of water.
0: Yeah I would say actually water is the most important one because even if you are someone who partakes of the caffeine you would rarely be someone who might partake of the caffeine constantly throughout a long period of time which means you'll need lots of water to get you through. You've
1: got to stay hydrated okay? Watching wrestling is thirsty work.
0: Yeah and if it's coming up to 1am and you're already reaching for the pain pills you've done something wrong folks moderate your intoxicants if you're going to be having any of them it's a long night by counts joe it's going to be around seven hours this year
1: fucking hell now
0: two hours of that is a pre-show as we said from 10 till midnight we'll be using uk time as our kind of our our reference point here folks but do the maths yourselves you'll be talking the first two hours are going to be a pre-show where there'll be some preliminary less important matches as well as some kind of round table discussion and highlights of events that have happened during the week It is missable, I will say, at this point in time. If you're already thinking, oh, seven hours, fuck that. The first two generally are missable.
1: Now, what do you mean by missable, though? Because, you know, if you've got a new fan who's watching WrestleMania for the first time, I'm sure you could argue that the whole show is missable.
0: Arguably, yes. I
1: mean, if you're going to stay up for WrestleMania, would you not want to, may as well, see the pre-show?
0: Yeah, ideally, to help you all the way through, watch the whole thing. But I don't want anyone to think, oh, I've missed the first hour or two. That means the show is like, you know, it's not like a movie you're walking into. Oh, yeah,
1: it will still make sense.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So what we're talking about here is going to be watched mainly on the WWE Network. We are not sponsored by them in any way, shape or form, nor do they approve of our existence. This is not advertisement. This is just how you watch the show. WWE have their own streaming service like Netflix called the WWE Network which actually if you sign up now you can get a whole month for free so you can watch this show the biggest show of the year for free which used to cost $60, $70 back in the day
1: and it's good because they seem to do that now every year around Wrestlemania <laughs> yeah, time pretty much is that they'll offer the network for, for free so that's great make sure you take advantage of that if you haven't done
0: if you are someone who's has you can watch it on uh, any of the main consoles all have the WWE Network mm-hmm. you can watch it on your phone if you want yeah, to yeah on browser it's there's a variety of ways to watch it so you can be the best parent who comes around and actually gives everyone free wrestlemania by signing up for a free trial and there's no commitment to hang on afterwards
1: just make sure that after the 30 days you cancel your subscription if you intend to because otherwise you will be billed nine pounds 99 or
0: nine dollars 99 because that's how the currency exchange rate that's works so Apparently, unfair. it's neither the time nor the place <laughs> So we are going to try and take you through some of the do's and do not do's when you're watching Wrestlemania live with your pals and also as well a little bit of a potted explanation of all of the characters who will be appearing on the show as well as all of the stories for the main matches that you'll be watching. Throughout the night you will get little video packages that will explain beautifully I might I add. It's one of the real strengths of WWE as a company. They will for the big matches put together beautiful little video packages with the high and you won't you will feel like you've not missed a thing if you watch these packages but we'll try and help illustrate a bit of background because not every match gets that level of explanation watching Wrestlemania there's a variety of ways to do it you could be the lone soldier watching Wrestlemania huddled in a blanket on a laptop in the corner that's totally a fine way to watch Wrestlemania I've done it many times myself you'll be on your social media you're not going to be talking with a lot of people there'll be a lot of focus on the show, however, a lot of people, ourselves included, this year, will be watching WrestleMania as part of a WrestleMania party. The re- rough idea of a WrestleMania party, Joe. I mean, what would you say? What people trying to accomplish with this?
1: It's like if you've gone to a Eurovision Song Party.
0: Oh yes. Right.
1: So you get all your friends together. You know, you're in for quite a long night. Mm. Uh, there's fantastical costumes. There's amazing entrances. There's occasionally like really thrilling, good music. Mm. It's it's a lot like watching Eurovision, basically.
0: Would you say that, like Eurovision, you'll be watching this probably in a group where there will be people with varying levels of how serious they're taking it or how into it they are?
1: Absolutely. And similarly, you'll have friends that, some of them, they love the comedy segments mm. of the wrestling. Other friends, they might be more focused on the athletics of the sport side of it itself. They might be leaning in, concentrating on every single move. Other people might be there for the spectacle, like I said, for the Outfits and the theatric side of wrestling.
0: There's so many different ways to enjoy wrestling, and there's so many different, like, I mean. I love wrestling for both the in-ring but also the silly comedy, but I know a lot of friends of mine who would say, hey I don't want to watch the actual matches, if I could I'd watch the entrances, fast forward the match and watch the finishes and the crowd reactions that's all they care about. But I think it's worth bearing in mind, and I know there's a lot of wrestling parties that have probably been ruined over the years by people going in with different expectations. So the number one thing I would say to everyone, if you're having a wrestling party and you're bringing loads of friends, some of who've watched wrestling before, some who've not, some who are lapsed fans, just... Just bear in mind that there will be different tastes there. If you are obsessed with watching every single second of the seven hour show, to excruciating, like, if you want to watch every second of that and analyze that. Bringing eight people around and having loads of pizza and beers is probably not going to be the best idea for you. So I think it's it's a time of year for acceptance. And much like Thanksgiving and other holidays, it's a time of year of tolerance as well. Everyone can enjoy the show together, but there's nothing sadder than a wrestling party that ends in a sour note because people start loudly just ignoring the show and someone wants to watch it. We can all have fun, find ways around it.
1: Similarly, you might find yourself at a wrestling party where you don't really know what's going on and you want to ask some questions. And you should, wherever possible, try and be friends with people who are nice. Mm. That's just general general life advice. Don't be friends with dicks, okay? Because if you're friends with nice people, they'll be able to tell you cool, fun facts about what's going on in the show.
0: And there will be loads of those throughout the night, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, you'll
1: probably get really sick of them.
0: <laughs> Another
1: note new fans who are going to be watching WrestleMania this year a recurrent theme of Wrestlemania that took me years to get my head around is the number of old ex-wrestlers they bring on and they won't tell you who they are so there'll be
0: surprises for the old fans there basically yeah yeah. a
1: nice little treat for the old fans and just to really remind you new fans that that you're not quite welcome here (laughs) yet okay but that's alright they won't be there for long they'll probably stand around in the ring for a bit or do their finisher move and, and they'll move past it and it's okay and all your wrestling friends who have been watching wrestling for years they'll be really happy and just be happy for them and don't don't mind too much if you don't know what's going on
0: and a great way to build respect and tolerance amongst your mixed bag of wrestle fans and non-wrestle fans who may be watching your show the only thing wrestling fans like more than wrestling is explaining wrestling to someone else so take advantage of that fact but not too much because your ear might get talked off so we have got joe for S M A this year 13 confirmed matches and a 14th heavily implied match which is roughly around two times the length of a regular WWE wrestling event there are a lot of stories wrestling is actually split into two different shows almost like two separate entities and brands you've got Raw which is red coloured and Smackdown which is blue coloured
1: and I should say quickly now that those shows are the weekly shows they're different from the monthly pay-per-view reviews I know that's very confusing but don't worry you don't need to remember that information
0: the pay-per-views are where the two brands usually come together and have their big matches and whatnot. It's kind of like a shared space for the two different children.
1: Now, would you consider WrestleMania a pay-per-view?
0: Oh, yeah. WrestleMania is a pay-per-view, yeah.
1: King amongst all pay-per-views.
0: Yeah, it's the Mac Daddy, the granddaddy of them all. The Showcase of the Immortals, they've called it. So they wouldn't call it that. The
1: Showcase of the Immortals. Yeah,
0: everyone here tonight is immortal. Uh, that is worth <laughs> bearing in mind. So. All
1: wrestlers are, in fact, immortal.
0: Yeah, and not only if you've competed at WrestleMania. That's why everyone wants to get at oh, WrestleMania.
1: Oh, makes you like a supreme being.
0: So we're going to go through each of these different matches and try and explain the competitors some might be easier than others some will be less important to know the story some matches are there literally just to be Fun matches with very little setup in mind. Other matches are intricate stories that may have been built over the period of months. Some are kind of throwaway matches to get everyone on the show. WrestleMania is a very premier event. There's a lot of wrestlers on the roster. Everyone wants to get on there, and this is in real life. So, very often they will put matches with lots of people in there to try and kind of get everyone on the show, everyone have a little bit of a moment in the spotlight. And speaking of which, Our first match we'll be talking about, which is confirmed for being on the pre-show, is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale.
1: So Andre the Giant is a wrestler from ye olden days, back Mm -hmm. when Hulk Hogan, if you guys have heard of him, used to be a a big name wrestler. And Andre the Giant was, was famously a very big man.
0: One of the largest athletes of all time.
1: And after he died They decided to create a match Called the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale
0: And Andre the Giant you see Because he was so giant Joe Could never be defeated in a battle royale A battle royale is a match Where it starts with several dozen participants In the ring They get thrown over the top rope The last man standing is the victor And Andre was undefeated in battle royales Because he was allegedly over 7 foot 3 And 700 pounds And depending on who you ask His height can fluctuate to a degree of uh, inches and his pounds with a degree of hundreds so Andre was a very big man and he's kind of paid tribute as almost like a legendary mythical figure in wrestling now and this battle royale is a way of doing it in reality what it is is everyone who's not usually important enough to get their own match gets chucked into this battle royale the 30 or 40 guys in here some of which may actually be little uh, surprises who might show up just for kind of one night as a little bit of a special treat like legends from the past or some people may run in, like fabled football man Gronk.
1: Yeah. Remember Gronk?
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> These matches tend to be quite chaotic and they can either be a lot of fun if they're done well or they can be a bit much if done badly. So each year it's a bit of a potluck as to which type of match that will be. All I would suggest is try not to pay too much attention onto who's been thrown out and which There'll order. will be too many people, There's yeah. There's too many people to really take account. Just keep an eye on, you know, who's still in the ring and who's telling a
0: story. Whoever wins this match, they do say on the kind of storyline. The idea is that whoever wins this match is going to go and become like a big star like this is kind of like a feather in your cap on the road to being a big super duper top level main event wrestler like one of the best wrestlers in reality it's a little bit of a throwaway match the winner last year didn't really do much the winner the year before Didn't do much either I will say it's not Necessarily a match That's indicative of The rest of the show If you find it boring Don't worry Most of us will as well It's just more of a spectacle Look at all the wrestlers In the ring
1: Oh there's one moment That you can probably Look out for Almost definitely Which is when One of the big wrestlers Or the really really Strong wrestlers Mm -hmm. Throws all the wrestlers Around out of the ring And that's quite An exciting moment
0: Or they all gang up And throw the big guy out
1: Oh that's good too
0: Yeah So likewise For the first time ever This year As WWE are trying to Really push their women division and try and shake off some of the murky past that they have and try and embrace female athletes on their roster, the women have got their own battle royale as well this year, which was going to be named after a noted prostituting pimp and horrible person named Fabulous Mula, but then the good people of the internet, Snickers, came together and decided, no, let's just call it the women's battle royale instead. Similarly to the men's battle royale, this will feature everyone who's not got booked a match already. However, there is a lot of rumours going around that you will see a lot of names of the past as well as some up-and-comers from the developmental territories who might get to be put into the show it will be fun to see who actually gets to be in the ring at that big battle royale at wrestlemania
1: yeah i'm excited to see who will be
0: there and as well on the pre-show we have got the finals of a tournament that was started to crown a cruiserweight champion what would you say the cruiserweight champion is joe or what is a cruiserweight
1: so the cruiserweight division is basically like normal wrestling only it's for guys under a certain weight
0: £205 is the weight limit and you are usually expecting to see in a cruiserweight match a little bit more high flying like wrestlers who are smaller in stature and make up for that with more spectacular aerial offence.
1: As I call them flip de
0: (laughs) The reality is though that you see that type of offence in most of the matches because that is The style at the moment is that high-risk flying style. But Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali are two incredible young athletes who are going to have a really awesome match. We had a cruiserweight champion who got accused of rape and then was fired from the company in disgrace and is hiding somewhere in New Jersey at the moment until all of that goes down. So we had to crown a new champion. There's been a tournament running for the last two months, essentially, to try and get that vacant championship filled. And these are two really awesome wrestlers. They're both good guys, Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander Uh, So it will be kind of a crowd-pleasing fun match And one I'm really excited to see Yeah On to the main show Our main event on the main show And a match which is very, very important Three years in the making Where we have Brock Lesnar defending And this is what it's actually called The Universal Championship against Roman Reigns. This is a match which took place three years ago and because of the nature of events in wrestling ended up with neither man winning the championship and being screwed over by a third. They've been clamouring for a rematch ever since and now we've got Brock versus Roman Reigns. Joe, who is Brock Lesnar?
1: Brock Lesnar is an ex-MMA fighter which should say a lot.
0: UFC heavyweight champion he is formerly.
1: Ugh. He's a scary-looking man, okay? He's like if a raw ham grew very beefy arms and legs.
0: (laughs) Or a street shark became slightly too human.
1: Yeah. Brock Lesnar, the real Brock Lesnar, lives up in a desolate wilderness of ice and snow. And while he's there, he has no phone line, no internet. He has no way of communicating with the outside world other than traveling several miles down through the desolate wasteland to uh, call his manager, Paul Heyman, who will be accompanying him to the ring.
0: His best friend in real life as well. And you make like sound like, like he's kind of like a lovely poet or something, like living in a secluded cabin, like he's fucking uh, Charles Bukowski or something like that, you know, isolated from the world. He's a very scary man. Yeah,
1: he's a very scary man.
0: He is wrestling's final boss, I think, is a good way of, of describing him. He is a very scary man. He's meant to be the bad guy, but he's such a badass that everyone tends to cheer him anyway. He's legitimately terrifying. Roman Reigns. It was someone who, if you're going to a wrestling party you will hear opinions about roman reigns is one of the most controversial wrestlers on the roster and he will certainly get an interesting reaction at wrestlemania who is roman reigns
1: Roman Reigns is WWE's current top dog. He's the big dog, Roman Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is very handsome. You'll recognize him because he wears kind of like SWAT gear almost, Mm. but like sexy SWAT gear. (laughs) He has long, black, shiny hair. He pouts occasionally. He pumps his fists a lot and goes, oh, oh, before he does his finishing move.
0: He's very much the WWE epitome of a top guy. He's got a cool look. He's got a cool catchphrase. He does, uh, you know, silly cool moves. But people tend to boo Roman even though he's meant to be the good guy. And why is that? A lot
1: of wrestling fans hate Roman Reigns. And it seems to be the main reason is that a lot of people don't think he's paid his dues, as it were. Mm. Now, there's a culture in the wrestling industry where if you're a big top wrestler, the idea is you should have paid your dues by by working lower card matches, mm. losing a lot maybe, and doing a, less of the glamorous side of wrestling before you get given those top opportunities. Now... Personally, I think Roman Reigns is great. I think he's worked very hard and I think he's he deserves the spot he's been given. But understandably, not all fans
0: agree. I think what happens is fans in general with wrestling, particularly the uh, longer term fans, get a little bit disgruntled when someone is perceived to be a preordained or anointed top guy. Like, you're going to like this. This is the new top thing that you will enjoy.
1: You know what I think it is really, though? I think it's that a lot of wrestling fans are intimidated by how attractive he is and what a good
0: father he is yeah
1: they're like you know what I, I think Roman Reigns is really handsome and I find that intimidating
0: so as is often the way in wrestling this is a match where the bad guy the killer monster who lives out in the wilderness who eats raw meat and wants to kill anything that moves Brock Lesnar will be cheered whilst the handsome father of one Roman Reigns, will be booed. Whatever though, whatever happens, depending on where, you're, where you are, people will have strong opinions one way or the other. You'll be guaranteed this is a match that the fans will be very invested in and there'll be a very strong reaction for. And it's one that has been pointed out this match is going to be like Roman Reigns' like, crowning achievement. Like this is going to be finally him being put as being the tippity-top guy. So there's a lot of eyes on this.
1: I will say, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar have wrestled before at WrestleMania. And that match that they had before was bloody.
0: Yeah, these guys will pull out all the stops and they will make you question the extent of wrestling being a safe fake sport let's just say yeah. on the other side of things on the other brand Smackdown which has its own world championship which is called the WWE championship I know that's confusing you've got AJ Styles taking on Shinsuke Nakamura this is a match which many is considered a dream match as two years ago these were two of the top wrestlers in Japan who WWE looked over and went huh top wrestlers in Japan they could be top wrestlers here instead and here they are finally on a collision course two of the most popular popular and dynamic wrestlers on the roster. Joe, how would you describe Shinsuke Nakamura?
1: The coolest guy in wrestling, oh, I would yeah, say. Definitely. So Shinsuke Nakamura, he's he's Japanese. His wrestling style is is quite they, they call it strong style. It will make a lot of noise and mm. impact sounds as he hits people with his knee. He wears a lot of bright colours, a lot of red, a lot of sort of latex trousers. He often has um, incredible accessories. He wore a crown once to the ring.
0: (laughs) He is kind of often uh, depicted as being, like they call him the artist Shinsuke Nakamura. And there's a lot of, you can see, like, elements of, like, David Bowie or Michael Jackson or Prince in his character. He's
1: very, very stylish. He's got incredible natural charisma. He's very graceful. Mm. If you want to learn more about Shinsuke Nakamura, I suggest listening to our episode, How To Shinsuke Nakamura, where you can learn all about his transition from a very generic creator wrestler to the incredible top guy that he is today. And one final thing about Shinsuke Nakamura, keep an ear out for his entrance. It's considered to be one of the best in wrestling. He's got great violin music and he often, at WrestleMania you often get an extra special big entrance. And we're hoping this year that Shinsuke is gonna have a really impressive entrance.
0: If you like violins and strobe lights, Shinsuke Nakamura is your boy. His opponent, the WWE champion, and some would argue one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, the phenomenal one. And they don't throw out accolades like that for anyone. AJ Styles. Who is this man?
1: AJ Styles. He, let's see. He has mom hair. Soccer mom <laughs> hair, as they say. It's kind of this little bob. Yeah. He's a total douchebag. <laughs> he thinks he's the best, I mean that's why he's got the phenomenal one written on his leg he's got his own name tattooed on his chest, he's a total jerk but also he is legitimately one of the best wrestlers in the world, keep an eye out during his matches for any slow-mo replays and watch how he moves his arms and legs when he pulls his arm back, Always like an anime character
0: the thing about AJ Styles is everything you say about his character and what he may or may not be, it is ultimately irrelevant because AJ Styles is so absent Absolutely mind-blowing when you're watching wrestling and just watching what he does the flips he does the level of grace it's like Cirque du Soleil or something like mm. that he is just so athletic that regardless of what happens on this show you will be pretty much guaranteed that AJ and Shinsuke are going to put on a mat that is going to make you go wow and if you want to see why people like wrestling as in what happens from bell to bell the actual the, the the physicality of it, this will be the match for really you to watch and determine whether or not wrestling's your bag, I think.
1: Absolutely. This is considered to be already one of the potentially greatest wrestling matches of all time. Shinsuke Nakamura is considered one to be one of the greatest, as is AJ Styles. I don't think there's a single wrestling fan on the planet who's not excited for this matchup.
0: So this is the match where if you're trying to be nice to your host and you've never watched wrestling before, do them a favour and shut up, because they'll really appreciate <laughs> it up next a triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship a triple threat is when there are three wrestlers in the ring at once the Intercontinental Championship is considered to be like the number two like the kind of the, the the championship that is the slightly lower tier but still very prestigious you're meant to be like a workhorse if you hold that belt we've got The Miz, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins the champion The Miz is quite an interesting character indeed Joe how would you describe this man who is maybe not the world's best wrestler but is certainly one you cannot miss and certainly not one you want to miss
1: I mean I th- I think everyone's heard of the Miz isn't he the star of the Marine 5
0: yeah and the real world
1: with celebrity status like that I mean you know <laughs> what do
0: you expect?
1: the Miz is great the Miz is considered to be the one of the top heels or villains or bad guys in WWE he you'll recognize him he wears sunglasses and often like a high collared cape coat type thing he really dresses the villain part the Miz and his wife Maurice, also a wrestler have recently given birth to a baby daughter who mm. may be mentioned somewhere along long wrestlemania we we don't know that's true and the miz is great keep an ear out for any of his promos he is a fantastic talker not the best wrestler but very entertaining
0: yeah that's the whole point about the miz is that people didn't like him for years because he wasn't a great wrestler but it's almost his character now is that he is this guy who's just not a very good wrestler but is this self-proclaimed Hollywood A-list celebrity. And he's very, very easy to hate. I mean, he pl- he plays on a lot of the tropes that people don't like about Hollywood in LA. You know, his catchphrase is, when my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. He's got <laughs> he's got an entourage, which he calls his Tourage. So he's very easily hateable and one of the few villains who people actually get on board with and don't actually cheer or anything about yeah. nature. His opponents, firstly, Seth Rollins. Joe, that's a wrestler who... Uh, One of you, for one time, proclaimed to be one of the most handsome men on the planet. Who is Seth Rollins?
1: Seth Rollins how would you even describe Seth Rollins he's come such a long way in the last few years but the Seth we know today he's a good guy he's considered to be one of the best wrestlers again in WWE hard
0: working like
1: absolutely but his strikes are strong he does the occasional flip dee do he's very very handsome as Kevin said you'll recognize him from his shoulder length dark hair he has some visual similarity to Roman Reigns that has been pointed Mm -hmm. out in the past with their similar hairstyles but Seth often makes his way to the ring in skin-tight lycra or leather. Sometimes they're flame-coloured pants, sometimes it's shiny gold or white, but it's always really striking outfits that he brings out for WrestleMania, and I'm really excited to see what he wears this time.
0: Seth Rollins was like one of the tip-top guys and was champion for a long, long time as a bad guy, and his whole thing was that he was like a crooked type of character who got his way there by betraying his friends. And the last year and a half, Seth has had this injury and whole redemption storyline where he kind of turned against the bad people people who made him and he's kind of trying to earn his way up from the ground up so even though this is the number two title he's going for there's a real story of redemption there that he is trying to be this good person after being a rotter for so many years Finn Balor the other man who is in this matchup, a very very ripped gentleman and one close to my heart because he's from only down the road sure in Bray County Wicklow Ireland he has the head of the Balor Club what can you tell the people about Finn Balor
1: Finn Balor, let me think. So let's see, he's Irish. He has abs of steel. (laughs) Lots of people consider him, again, to be one of the most handsome wrestlers in WWE. Finn has a reputation for being one of the best wrestlers. He worked his way up through the ranks of Japan Mm. um, and really has earned his spot, as they say, in, in WWE.
0: He is one of the kind of long-standing people who's considered to be just, yeah, in the ring, technical-wise, just, like, untouchable almost. And Finn is also a big fan of LEGO, so if you're looking for a reason to cheer on a wrestler, that is one indeed. He's the head of the Balor Club, so he's got some buddies, and even though Finn is technically a good guy, there have been some shades of grey to his character. A lot of people may be looking into this match that maybe someone might turn bad guy out of the three, so it might be interesting to see what happens there. Over on SmackDown, we have got a Fatal 4-Way, which has four competitors in the ring at the same time. As we have the United States Championship, again, a number two championship. On the line, as we have Randy Orton, the champion defending against Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, and Rusev. Randy Orton is maybe a name which a lot of people who aren't wrestling fans may have heard of. He was one of the kind of top wrestlers of his day. Joe, how would you describe Randy Orton?
1: Randy Orton is the... ...adult version of the douchebag kid that bullied everyone at school.
0: (laughs) He's a bit of a jock, is he?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Randy Orton doesn't give a shit.
0: Randy Orton is known kind of mainly for his move, the RKO, which is a spectacular, very quick move where he takes his opponent down, which he hits out of nowhere. He's definitely one of the wrestlers who people consider to be cool, and that's probably because he seems like a lot of the time he doesn't care. (laughs) Would you say Randy Orton's a lazy individual?
1: I don't know if he's lazy, but he certainly doesn't give a shit.
0: (laughs) Bobby Roode, who is someone who you will hear a lot of people going very, very crazy during his entrance. Who is this man?
1: Bobby Roode is just some dad.
0: (laughs) Nothing else? He's got an entrance. His entrance, which goes,
1: glorious. Yeah.
0: And then everyone sings along with it. If
1: you're watching WrestleMania with a party, you're probably going to have to put up with a lot of people singing along to his entrance.
0: His will be the song from Eurovision if we're doing our Eurovision analogy that everyone knows the words to already exactly he is meant to be a good guy even though his whole thing is that he comes out to a song which declares how glorious he is so I don't know try and work that one out Jinder Mahal from Punjab India he was WWE champion earlier this year a lot of people don't like Jinder Mahal Joe who is this guy?
1: Jinder Hall was given a massive push earlier this year as WWE Champion as they tried to reach a bigger audience in India.
0: People don't like him though, why is that?
1: I think probably they play on a lot of xenophobia. Uh, wwe and that's probably why a lot of people don't like him he's often accompanied by the Singh brothers his two little minions who get thrown around lots by randy orton
0: so yeah jinder mahal is kind of if you have this image in your head of like wrestling being about big jacked up muscly guys representing different cultures and us booing those cultures that's pretty much what jinder mahal is he is kind of a throwback in maybe not the most positive way But he is quite a big star in his own right and he's certainly a bigger star than he was last year. The fourth man in this match is someone who kind of plays off that trope of the evil wrestling foreigner but in a much more interesting and entertaining way. What can you tell the people about the handsome one known as Rusev?
1: Rusev is a Bulgarian brute. He (laughs) celebrates Rusev Day every single day. Uh, His wife is the ravishing Russian Lana and he's often accompanied to the ring by Aidan English who is a Broadway star.
0: So yeah, Rusev Day, in case you get confused as to what that actual celebration is, basically one day Rusev decided that the day was so great that it was going to be Rusev Day and he wanted to celebrate and now every day is Rusev Day. You can buy a calendar on WWE's website which is every single day marked on it as being Rusev Day and yes, we want one. Our first singles match on the women's side of things. Over on Raw, we have got the champion, Alexa Bliss. Five feet of fury taking on the irresistible force of Nia Jax. This is an angle which is a little bit controversial, but let's start things off by ascertaining who the champion is, Alexa Bliss.
1: Alexa Bliss is a tiny heel... She's definitely considered to be a, a bad guy. She's a bit of a bully, especially in this angle. But she's very charismatic and you should definitely look forward to any match that she's in.
0: She's a former gymnast, but has really come into her own in the last year as being just really great talking on the microphone and being this really believable like horrible evil bully she's basically like grown-up Angelica from the Rugrats pretty much in terms of being a real brash antagonistic bully Uh, except she's probably on the same height as Angelica is now as well her opponent Nia Jax this is a bit of an interesting one Uh, Nia Jax is definitely unique on the women's roster in that she's probably the only member of that roster currently who is quite tall and heavy set which if you're usually a male wrestler that means you're an unstoppable monster but as a female wrestler that rarely gets portrayed in a similar light she is meant to be this uh, irresistible force and unstoppable she has been a bad guy for most of her run like kind of destroying people and being much scarier and stronger than everyone however the angle she's running with Alexa Bliss is a bit strange in that it's all about Alexa Bliss has been making fun of Nia Jax for being a, a big girl and how she's a freak and doesn't fit in and as a result Nia Jax is now meant to be a good guy and has spent most of the build up to this crying about Alexa being mean to her a lot of people are split on this Joe whether or not this is an angle in bad taste or if it's very empowering to you know some young girls and heavyset people around the world who might look to Nia as an inspiring figure
1: well I think a lot of people take issue with the fact that Alexa Bliss has previously spoken at length about her own history with disordered eating mm. she suffered from bulimia as a gymnast yeah. and so it's a bit icky for her to be involved in an angle where she's bullying someone like Nia. Nia herself has spoken out about how she was bullied mm. as a younger girl. Mickey James, who's involved in this match, used to be involved in an angle where she was referred to as Piggy Piggy. And again, the whole situation is all a bit gross. It's not been handled really with the empathy that the subject matter deserves.
0: It's one of those things I think that you can hear what this storyline is, and WWE can go, look at us. We're doing a great storyline that's going to challenge, you know, preconceptions and. T- bullying head-on. The problem is is that wrestling... Um, for oftentimes it can work, you know, it's not what you think it is And it's not those preconceived notions A lot of times it can be And it tends to struggle with more sensitive topics like this So it'll be interesting to see how this comes off on the big show But there's a lot of people who might be a bit apprehensive about that The handling of such a sensitive topic And rightly so, I guess The other women's singles match which we have One which I'm incredibly excited for For the Smackdown Women's Championship You've got the champion Charlotte Flair defending against... The undefeated Asuka. Asuka won the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, which is a special battle royale where the winner gets to have a championship match. So Asuka is kind of history making in her own right. But there's a lot more to the Empress of Tomorrow, Joe, is there not?
1: Asuka is, in my opinion, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Her wrestling style is much like Shinsuke's. It's very hard-hitting, lots of strikes, a lot of moves that will make a big impact. She's uh, she's quite scary to watch in that respect. Asuka's outfits are incredible. Mm. They're all patchwork. Some people have theorized that they're made up of the parts of the costumes of her previous opponents that she's defeated. Asuka is well-known for having one of the longest-running winning streaks in WWE. How long is her streak running for now, Kevin? It's
0: over two years. She has not been pinned, submitted. She's not lost a match. Even a match where she's had like a tag team partner, she has not lost at all. So obviously there's a lot of momentum for Asuka going in, seeing as this is her first championship match on the main roster and she's completely undefeated, which is a really, really cool thing in its own right. Charlotte Flair, her opponent, is no slight, however, considered to be one of the greatest women's wrestlers on the roster, and dare I say, of all time.
1: Charlotte Flair is Ric Flair's daughter. Ric Flair is a very famous wrestler who exists outside even the world of of wrestling itself. He's on Celebrity Wife Swap and all sorts. Um, but Charlotte Flair, she used to be um, a gymnast. She's an incredibly gifted wrestler and her whole character is that she's the daughter of this very famous, very wealthy wrestler.
0: And even though obviously that her father is very famous and, and whatnot, and she honours his legacy. She is in her own right, beyond her father, an incredible athlete and she can do things in that ring which no one else can. And what's really amazing about Charlotte, she's only been doing this for a few years. She was one of the celebrated Four Horsewomen, so one of these kind of four women who came into WWE are considered to be a very top-level talent. And Charlotte has taken to wrestling like a duck to duck wrestling. She is that good. This is certainly a match which a lot of people are very, very excited for. Coming up next, a match which I'm so excited for. This is going to be ridiculously fun. The Tag Team Championships on the line on the Raw side of things, as we have Sheamus and Cesaro, the tag team known as The Bar, taking on the Monster Amongst Men. What a cool moniker. Braun Strowman, and a partner of his choosing to be determined, assumedly, on the night itself. First of all, let's talk about Sheamus and Cesaro, The Bar. Who are these guys?
1: Cesaro is a Swiss wrestler who can speak five different languages, drinks tiny coffees, makes his own outfits, fun fact. Seamus is an Irish wrestler with a big mohawk, so you'll definitely recognize him. And they've teamed up together after feuding each other for about a year prior.
0: Yeah, so these are like two guys who've been in WWE for a long time, and they were feuding forever and ever and ever, and became a bit of a comedy mismatched tag team of like guys who didn't get along with each other. In the last few months, however, they've become this badass group of two bad dudes who decide they just want to take some respect for themselves because they've been around for long. And uh, their whole gimmick is they're the bar. They don't just set the bar; they are the bar. They're like the benchmark of what it is to be a wrestler. Their opponents. I mean, we don't know anything about one of them. One of them is going to be a surprise. Some people might think that Braun Strowman's not going to have a partner. Some people have thought it could be a, a, someone from wrestling's past who might come back. It could be a big surprise. But Braun Strowman in his own right is very entertaining. Who is this giant bearded monster man, Joe?
1: Braun Strowman is one of the largest wrestlers currently in WWE. <laughs> he throws people around. He throws chucked over an ambulance one time he has a great history with putting roman reigns in vehicles and then throwing vehicles off ledges
0: he's pretty much like a scary caricature of a wrestler he does all crazy things he's basically like if a 10 year old boy got powered up and could do whatever he wanted to and just wanted to smash things he's a good guy technically in all of this and he just wants he wants to win he wants to smash things so Braun's whole gimmick is that he wants people to get these hands so could well be that Braun's tight team partner are his hands and that's all he needs but it's certainly one which we don't know the full story of yet and will be very interesting and definitely entertaining as Sheamus and Cesaro are very very accomplished wrestlers and braun is simply a lot of fun to watch on the smackdown side of things for our tag team championships we've got a three-way so three different teams all in the ring at once we've got the usos the new day and the bludgeon brothers this is a match which will be very very exciting and definitely one which will be looking to steal the show let's start off with the usos cousins of roman reigns who we talked of earlier So this match will be really interesting because the Usos and the New Day have had quite a long-storied rivalry. Both as good guys and bad guys, they've switched over the years. But the Usos currently, they're kind of an edgy type of gimmick, like a real authentic... I don't know how best way to describe it, but they do promos and they have a character that seems to be more true to life and more real than most people. A lot of people seem to be kind of pretending to be play wrestler all the time, whereas the Usos, you feel everything is coming straight from their hearts and they're trying to do a real edgy, gritty gimmick. Think of like if The Wire was a tag team, that's kind of what the Usos go for. They want you to be scared of them. They talk about locking people down in their hypothetical penitentiary. The New Day, on the other hand, are the complete polar opposites of that. The New Day are all about happy and fun things.
1: Yeah, the New Day are a great tag team. They're a lot of fun. They're big into their unicorns. They're big into pancakes. They love cereal. They recently sold a cereal that was called Bootios.
0: They're a very fun, entertaining team, and definitely one which I think has got one of the biggest like outside of wrestling appeals. Like I think that if you're watching wrestling for the first time, you will immediately be drawn. ...to the New Day. They are absolutely great. Come out with unicorn horns, trombones... ...last year they cosplayed Final Fantasy the year before Dragon Ball Z. They're three big nerds who love breakfast... ...and they're not afraid who knows about it. Their opponents as well though... uh, ...probably less fun on that side of things... ...the Bludgeon Brothers... ...which I feel like I'm already embarrassed explaining this hypothetically... ...to anyone who may be listening to this... ...that we're talking about a team called... ...the Bludgeon Brothers... (laughs)
1: The Bludgeon Brothers are made up of Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. They carry big hammers. They wear kind of like weird patchwork red bodysuits.
0: With kind of Daedric runes and stuff on them.
1: And they talk a lot about bludgeoning.
0: Yeah, they, they're two big hairy boys with hammers. They want to hit things with hammers, including their opponents. And yes, Bludgeon Brothers does show that alliteration is not lost in the world of professional wrestling. If anything, it's coveted and revered. One of the big, big matches. we got two huge tag matches coming up here now to talk about. Firstly, this might be one that could be drawing you in and putting your butt in the seat to watch WrestleMania for the first time. We're talking about cross-brand appeal. It doesn't get more mainstream than Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle teaming up to take on two of the people who run the show in WWE, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Ronda Rousey, celebrated MMA star, UFC superstar, definitely someone who people have heard a lot about, Joe. Yeah. Probably best to look elsewhere to get a full description of Ronda's accomplishments and whatnot. But much in the same way as Brock Lesnar, she's very much a real athlete. And this is her first ever foray into professional wrestling.
1: Uh, absolutely.
0: Are you excited to see Ronda Rousey in a WWE ring? Mm.
1: Uh, we'll see I guess we'll see
0: jury's still out on that one Yeah. Kurt Angle her tag team partner how would you describe this very intense individual
1: Olympic gold medal winner known for being originally an amateur wrestler Kurt Angle used to wear tiny cowboy hats (laughs) not relevant to Wrestlemania I just wanted to say that
0: but yeah Kurt Angle was someone who is one of the really celebrated wrestler like one of us beloved wrestlers from the early 2000s only came back to WWE in the last year or so and this is you know, it's a really high-profile match From Kurt is not an active wrestler anymore. And him being in the ring with Ronda Rezzi, you've got two Olympic medalists. So that's really, really exciting in its own right.
1: Plus, Kurt Angle is the general manager of Raw.
0: And Stephanie McMahon and Triple H are technically their bosses. So Stephanie McMahon, she's quite an important figure in the world of wrestling, Joe.
1: Yep, she's one of the owners of the WWE.
0: She is basically the heir apparent to wrestling as it stands. She is one of the most important people in wrestling, and her husband, one of the most celebrated wrestlers of all time, and now finds himself in a management role and peeking back every now and then to do some matches, usually of a very high profile nature. Triple H. Now, what's interesting about this is that the whole storyline is that Ronda Rousey has been kind of signed by evil Triple H and Stephanie solely so that they can humiliate and embarrass her because she upstaged them at WrestleMania a few years ago, and Kurt Angle doesn't want to see his fellow Olympic medalists be treated in such a way, so they're teaming up to take on the authority in Triple H and Stephanie. In many ways, this is like a cultural exchange between us here in the world of wrestling and you out there in the real world. You give us Ronda Rousey, we're giving you Stephanie McMahon. This is An attempt from WWE to reach out into the wider world—it may go spectacularly wrong. I don't know how many people are watching this show because of Ronda Rousey, but I hazardly guess that there's going to be quite a few, Joe.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: So it'll be really interesting to see. This match is going to be one that's considered to be one of the most important and will definitely be handled very, very carefully. It's going to be a very interesting match when that goes down. And on the other side, another really important tag team match. One which we didn't think we'd get to see. It's so crazy to think this is happening. We're having Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Definitely one of the storylines that I've been most invested in over the last year. Let's start things off simply, Joe. What is this situation with Daniel Bryan? Who is this guy and why is everyone chanting yes at the moment? what's going on with this bearded fellow?
1: Daniel Bryan is uh, general manager of Smackdown along with Shane McMahon.
0: Which basically means in storyline they're involved or responsible for like making the matches and deciding who gets championships and stuff like that. They're meant to be good guys both of them basically.
1: And they're both characters really aren't they? They're yeah. not actually involved with no, the storylines no. or anything like that. It's
0: just an on-screen role yeah.
1: And Daniel Bryan actually had to retire uh, about two years ago after getting a series of concussions. WWE doctors just decided it wasn't worth the risk and so they refused to clear him to a wrestle again until Last month, basically, where he's been cleared, he's back wrestling, and his first official match will be at this WrestleMania, which understandably is going to be a huge moment for a lot of wrestling fans.
0: What you just said there sounds very much like a wrestling storyline. There, like, oh, he was made to retire, and then he you know, he came back and fought against nope. it. All
1: true.
0: This is all legitimate. True. Daniel Bryan literally went around the world finding all these doctors to clear him. He had to fight tooth and nail, and he's probably one of the most passionate wrestlers in the world. He's small in stature but big on heart. And his tag team partner, Shane McMahon, not the heir apparent to WWE, but the son of Vince McMahon. And yeah, Shane always tends to put on a big show, but he is uh, not very well at the moment. And this, again, not a storyline. Shane McMahon is quite unwell.
1: Shane McMahon has a case of diverticulitis at the moment, which is a very serious intestinal condition. Who knows if he'll actually be able to wrestle at WrestleMania? I mean, it looks like he will be, but... I don't know. It's it's a strange situation we find ourselves in where Shane McMahon might actually not be healthy enough to wrestle with Daniel Bryan. Yeah.
0: Of- <laughs> it's very, very peculiar. So, I mean on its own right, this, this this match is spectacular and exciting to watch because you know Daniel Bryan's returning from his real life injury and Shane McMahon is allegedly quite injured or quite <laughs> injured he's just sick so seeing how that's going to pan out is very interesting
1: and for more context around both of those wrestlers you can find our episodes on them we've got how to Daniel Bryan and how to Shane McMahon which you can find on our website how to wrestling.com
0: their opponents are two very very rotten boys and this is great because you've got all that intrigue but you've also got an incredible story Kevin Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn don't like authority and they don't like Daniel Bryan and they don't like Shane McMahon.
1: Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have had a tumultuous relationship over the past couple of decades, I think you could say. (laughs) Their relationship goes back way before WWE when they used to be uh, indie wrestlers together at various promotions. They've come a long way since then. Kevin Owens has betrayed Sami on quite a few occasions, but as of at the moment, Kevin and Sami are both friends on again off again Um, very weird situation in the case of Sami Zayn who has historically been a real super baby face as they say or otherwise known as a really really good guy
0: this is a tag team which you could probably get on with your right leaning drunk uncle if he's watching Wrestlemania with you because these two are basically parodies of everything the people on the right hate about people on the left there are these whiny entitled self-styled protesters who are fighting for social justice but all they seem to care about are themselves at the end of the day they've been shown to be very violent and hypocritical and very, very dangerous. Kevin Owens is considered to be one of the most dangerous men in wrestling. He's a very mean, bully type figure. And Sami Zayn, as Joe said, meant to be a good guy normally, but it has got this really unnerving, nasty side to him now. The storyline is because they've been so horrible to both Shane and Daniel Bryan. They have been fired. They're not allowed on TV anymore. If they win this match, they do get their jobs back. So there's a lot riding on the line for this. It's so big. There's so many big storylines and real Life and on camera storylines coming to a head at this one.
1: Not to mention the fact that Daniel Bryan also wrestled with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn back on in the indie days. Yeah. So there's this whole other extra layer of betrayal here.
0: Absolutely. And we did do an episode on Sami Zayn as well, and another fellow called El Generico, completely unrelated. You can check that out as well on our website, htwrestling.com. There's one other match to talk about, Joe. It's not officially listed, but it is. More than likely going to happen in some way. John Cena, who you may recognise from appearing in all sorts of amazing movies and not good movies as well, where he tends to be one of the best things in it. He was very, very good in that Amy Schumer movie.
1: He was the only good thing in it.
0: He was. He was the only good thing in it. And he's also, there's that new one where him and all the dads have to stop their their teenage daughters going to the party. That's meant to be really good, that new movie he's out in. Big match, John, as he's known. John Cena is meant to be fighting... The Undertaker. Now, people may know about John Cena from appearing in kind of mainstream media recently. He's been in a lot of movies and stuff. In wrestling, how would you describe John Cena, Joe?
1: He's the face of WWE, basically. He is the top, 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 top 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 guy i often joke about john cena having been grown in wwe's (laughs) secret underground lab it's almost like he was designed to be the face of wwe he's a great wrestler although some people may disagree he's got a lot of energy he's always been pretty much a good guy he famously does a lot of charity work he'll spend a lot of time with children with terminal diseases he's a lovely hard-working bloke who is going through a bit of a crisis at the moment?
0: Yeah, his whole storyline is that he's having a bit of a midlife crisis because John usually has a big match at WrestleMania every year, hence he's got the nickname Big Match John. And John is like, you know, he is the guy who puts on the big performance, the big show. And the whole storyline running up to this is that John is trying to struggle his uh, real life commitments, hosting the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards amongst other things, is struggling to find his role and his place at this year's WrestleMania. He tried to get into the various championship matches and failed. And then the last bit attempt to get on the card, he said that he wanted to challenge The Undertaker.
1: Now, The Undertaker is a demon biker come wrestler I'm sure he's got some other personas as well. He is
0: magic. That's an important thing to point out.
1: Yeah, he occasionally has magical powers. Yeah. He occasionally makes his way to the ring on a bike. He was a cowboy, I think, at some point. <laughs> I I don't know the full details, but he, he is apparently undead. Last year, The Undertaker was supposedly retired by Roman Reigns in a match at WrestleMania.
0: He left his hat and his coat in the ring afterwards. It was kind of like, a, you know, he's getting on in years. He definitely is a lot older. And Undertaker, even though he's a really great performer, has really struggled the last few years to put on a performance. And last year, it was a bit ugly to see him wrestle, actually.
1: It was. So, I mean, I'm not all that excited to see him potentially wrestle John Cena but then at the moment I mean there's no sight of him so maybe maybe it won't happen
0: so yeah they've not actually announced this match which is a, quite a first for WB and shows that they're quite confident in their new method of delivering content so that they're not even telling you if this match is going to happen or not
1: John Cena's gonna have to buy tickets to Wrestlemania that's
0: what he says he's gonna he's gonna go as a fan
1: shame they sold out already ticket <laughs> Ticketmaster a couple of months ago
0: so the idea is that here's John Cena the desperate veteran poking the bear poking the very very much very hurt very past his prime veteran to come back to have one last role in the hay with him john cena wants the undertaker at wrestlemania the undertaker has met all of these challenges he's been called a coward he's been called everything he's been met with complete Silence. So, what is going to happen, if it happens, will happen live at the show. It will guarantee you that there's going to be a big moment. There's a rumor going around that The Undertaker is going to return as one of his previous gimmicks that he used to do, as Kid Rock is going to be in attendance. And Kid Rock used to do his entrance music when he was known as the American Badass, more of a biker character than a zombie demon. So, one way, shape, or form, big things are going to be happening at WrestleMania. 14 matches! It's gonna be a long one.
1: It is. (laughs) It's gonna be
0: a long one. Pace yourself, enjoy yourself, ask questions. I could watch this with 10 of the biggest fans in the world and we're all going to be excited for different matches in different ways I think the most important thing Joe, is to have fun yes
1: absolutely
0: and even if the show tends to be dragging and it's going absolutely horrible there's always fun to be had on social media with it because everyone will be tweeting along live and you get to feel like you're part of a really really big community as it's all happening live Sunday April 8th 10pm start time as we've mentioned a lot of these wrestlers we've talked about we have done full episodes on explaining them as well as explaining the intricacies the ins and the outs of the wrestling business how wrestling works if you want to learn more you can find it by going to our website howtowrestling.com there's a whole list of episodes up there about some of the characters we've talked about tonight as well as some of the topics that might be relevant to your interests you can also find us on SoundCloud iTunes, Stitcher wherever you can get good podcasts from I hope this is a bit of some use for you Joe and I shall be reviewing this on our Patreon which is patreon.com forward slash how to wrestling and if you want to check that out you will have access to over 40 pay-per-view reviews from myself and joe going all the way back to 2015 so you can find out how previous wrestlemanias have went down joe are you excited for the big event i think so any last words of wisdom to our new fans who may be checking out their first ever show
1: don't take it too seriously if you don't enjoy it just make fun of it because who cares what other people think
0: exactly and as well if you're an old fan who's watching it remember there's no shame in going to bed early and watching it the next day if it's not your bag it's not your bag okay enjoy yourselves have fun at wrestlemania and make sure you check out some of how to wrestling i hope it's been of use it's gonna be a goodbye from me kevin and a goodbye from me joe and we'll see you next time enjoy your wrestlemania
1: see ya